welcome. I feel like um, it's funny because uh, our guy Ebo does a morning show, got me in the mood yesterday. I was watching uh, his uh, video, and I keep thinking of the Doors song called This Is The End. Like, it just should be this very ominous start to the day. Yes. And this is what the Packers should be, like, flying back into Green Bay as the plane lands on this cloudy afternoon. Aaron Rodgers appropriately dressed all in black like some kind of crazy undertaker. I don't know what that whole thing is. But it just, uh, the plane lands... It takes a long time for the door to open as if they're all in there talking about what they're going to say or maybe they just don't want to come back to Lambeau Field. And uh, it touches down, the puffs of smoke, the plane door doesn't open for a while. Finally, the stairs are out, the door pops open, and then uh, this, this song starts to play as the team now loads onto the tarmac and then ultimately walks towards the terminal to pick up their bags. Yeah, not uh, not the the best way to go. Man. So welcome into the program. After that, unbelievably poor performance, uh, which means every Packers fan and Packer Nation pretty much feels the same way Ben Kenny does today. Ben uh, is Ben in today. Uh, ben doesn't get there for about another hour. Yeah, ben right? will be in around eleven, I do believe, Bill. So yeah. uh, <laughs> he's he's misery loves company. So I think yeah. with his you know Debbie Downer of not only the Philadelphia Phillies losing, but also in MLS the Philadelphia Union lost their final championship as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ben cares about that, but he'll no, I don't think so. He'll love the fact yeah. that his Packer fans are in misery. Yeah, your uh, your uh, video inspired me yesterday. Yeah, um, I I, I got to admit, and by the way, I am a Bullet Bourbon fan. Yeah, same. so I like that. Yeah, you know what really, I, and I've, I've told this before, and it's this time of year, if you find yourself uh, in a grocery store that actually has jugs of real cider, you go and get yourself a jug of cider, you put in about, in a tall glass, you put in about three pours of bullet bourbon, you fill the bottom of it with a big giant squirt of maple syrup, you pour in the cider, and then you put in a couple of splashes of uh, orange bitters, oh my God, that'll change your life, Evo. I'm going to try it, Bill. I'm that, going to give you one. That'll change your life. Two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of sweet vermouth, splash of bitters, and some uh, cherry juice with a cherry in it. You stir it, not not shaken, stirred, and then strain it in a glass. You got yourself a nice little Manhattan. I'll do that, too. Hell yeah, I'll do that. Because you need booze on booze on booze to get through this pack I'll of season. I'll do that. Yes, you do. Uh, that was my uh, my video this morning. I sat down at the bar, and uh, I was just I, I went downstairs. I was doing a little cleaning. Because I'm getting ready for what's upcoming here in December. And so I was kind of star already starting to do some things. I sat in a bar, and I'm just sitting there, sitting there thinking as a Packers fan, what do you do? And then I kind of had the phone, like, pointing behind me, and I'm like, oh, there you go, all that liquor back so, there. Just drink. Bill, um, I played this on my show last week, and we had a, a Derek from Albany, New York, just called in, and he wanted me to play something for you. Can I, can I play you something that's about 20 seconds long? No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, uh, take a listen. So I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! 
I want you to get up right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I am beyond that at this point. I, as a fan, I'm like heartbroken because the season came in with such incredible optimism. The defense was supposed to be better. I posted this earlier today. Uh, I was watching Good Morning Football yesterday. The New York Jets. They had five sacks and 14 pressures beyond 19 total plays using only a four-man rush yesterday. And that was supposed to be the defensive front for the Green Bay Packers, picking up Jerron Reed, bringing in Devontae Wyatt to roam the middle. I mean, all of this different stuff was supposed to happen. It hasn't happened. Uh, Dean Lowry's contract has proven to be nothing more than a paperweight. Uh, unfortunately, Christian Watson banged up again as your top draft choice and wide receiver. Romeo Dubs goes down with a an ankle injury. Now you got Rashawn Gary out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. It, it's just the whole the wheels came off in Detroit. And did you watch? Um, I mean, obviously we were watching the game yesterday. Did you hear what Sean Payton said at halftime? What was he saying? Sean Payton said. Uh, because Howie Long had talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers and leadership, and then Michael Strahan was talking about, you know, hey, if they get right, they get. And Sean Payton looked at him and said, you know what, this oh, is yeah. like the fifth game in a row that yeah. we've said this is the get right game. There is no more get right. No. This is done. And I thought, man, what a statement. But he's he's dead on right. This is done. Um, when you, you lost to a really good Jets team, you lost to a Giants team, you lost to a bad Washington Commanders team. Obviously, the Bills game was going to be a tough game, but all of that. And I said that at the time. Don't give me false hope. Don't don't talk about running the football down their throats and and all the different stuff that came in the second half. And you know, I granted they finally did run the ball, but all of the all this stuff they were doing was too little, too late. And as much as yesterday was one of the worst performances I have ever seen out of Aaron Rodgers, maybe going back to his very first game ever in the NFL. This I, I lay the undisciplined crap play, crap play calling everything, the lack of innovation, all of that at the feet of Matt Lafleur and personnel wise on Brian Gutekunst. That all, all so, of it's right there. Bill, I have a theory here that the play to David Bakhtiari for the touchdown that was just severely underthrown by Rodgers, and I, I don't even know mm-hmm. why you're throwing David Bakhtiari to begin with uh, when you know, he's never known for his hands. He's a lineman. I think because right. Rodgers was talking about um, you know a spark, like finding a way to you know win again, and who would have Packer Nation would have gone crazy if they would have seen Rodgers connect to Bakhtiari to you know call right. heroes and big their best buddies as well. Like that could have been the spark to get things moving again and like rejuvenating everyone. I think Rodgers called that play. And then whatever happened, it was the worst play of the game, in my opinion, the the Bakhtiari pass. That that destroyed the season. I just don't understand. First of all, you know, uh, on one hand, and I I saw Michael Irvin said this this morning, he said, is that your best option at the goal line? A guy that can barely walk, that can barely play, that can't stay on the field. Uh, Now, your best option is obviously other players, but it's a terrific call because nobody expected it. But the execution was unbelievably piss poor. But is that the, is that what you're coming to? Is that you've got to throw a pass to David Bakhtiari? And again, on one hand, the call, he was wide open. It was a brilliant call. But if that's your thought process, how desperate have you become to try to get points, and then the execution of the incredibly poor footwork, the bad throw. I mean, I, it was almost like yesterday, Like, I, and again, I don't want to put any thoughts in anybody's head, but it's like Rodgers just didn't care. I mean, he was mad. He's screaming and yelling at himself. How do you throw one off of the face of a defender? 
I've never seen that. How do you throw one that is wide open at David Bakhtiari, but you so severely underthrow it that it gets picked off by a dropping linebacker? You know, I, I he played about as poor as he can possibly play. Now, you know, people say, well, they want to blame it on the thumb, but the thumb's not even wrapped up, and he doesn't talk about it. And I go back to what Larry McCarron said to me years ago. Look, you can play hurt, but if you can't play well hurt, then all you're doing is hurting your team, and you need to let somebody else play your position. And if the thumb is the issue, then he shouldn't have been playing to begin with, and then ultimately, again, it would be Aaron Rodgers that cost you whatever it is, you know, whether it's a victory or numerous victories or whatever. But I, I just... Yesterday's game was so effing bizarre, it was good. It was a good game, entertainment-wise, but an unbelievably piss-poor game. <laughs> Bill, can I, I'm going to read you a couple numbers, then I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Uh, yeah. 38, 27, 28, 48, 29, 24, 31. Those are all of the scores the Lions have given up to uh, leading up to right. what happened. How many points did the Packers score? Nine. Nine. You scored nine points against the worst defense in football. Nine. That is unbelievably pathetic. And, and you know, because I, I picked the Lions to win. So on one hand, I'm sitting here going, yeah, I saw this coming. Uh, but I, but I'm, not re- you know, I'm not reveling in that because this was an embarrassingly bad performance for the Green Bay Packers. This was one where if Matt LaFleur did not have the contract extension, he would have been fired yesterday. The announcement would have come out after three thirteen and three seasons. He's lost the team. The team is undisciplined. The team isn't good. This was on paper was a team that got better, and the only loss they had was Devontae Adams. You could say MVS and Equinemia St. Brown. I get that, but the only big major starter loss on paper was basically De- Devontae Adams. And you go into the season with optimism that you can make this thing go. You for, you keep saying, well, that's unacceptable. We'll have to check the tape when it talks about the run game. You keep talking about mistakes and all these penalties and these undisciplined plays. You keep ta- These are the things that got Mike McCarthy fired. So because he just signed a contract, chances are Matt LaFleur is going to get through the season. They're going to give him a chance to hit the reset button, and he's going to continue on. But between Gutekinds not making a move and knowing this team needed a move, they needed something and not getting it. It looks like the team gave up. And I know they talk about, well, guys were fighting to the end, and they did. I, I You know, everybody fights individually because they've got a job to do and because they've got a future to, to worry about. But as a team, this thing looked deflated before they even the, – the opening kick sucked. Remember yeah, the opening did, kick? It did. It's it was, like, what was did that? Did he miss the ball? That was foreshadowing. I, you know, we should have seen that foreshadowing. Oh my god! It was. They started on what the forty? It's like what? I, I'm like what was that? Yeah, I, I thought there's no way Rich Basaccia planned that out. You know, you know what? Detroit sucks so bad. Let's give him to the forty. You know, I thought he just missed the ball. He just flat out missed the ball. It, it was just. It was a horrible, horrible performance. And this is in, in no way. The way any team vying for any kind of success plays, it's it's that bad. And I don't know how you run it back next year with LaFleur. Now, uh, I was listening today, and the questions are coming up. Uh, you know, is LaFleur and Rodgers, are they not on the same page? Is there problems? Nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes. Perception becomes reality because people see a lot of things on television where Rodgers is pissed and he's walking past LaFleur and LaFleur is trying to talk to him. And then, you know, he doesn't answer LaFleur. And, you know, but I don't know what it's like behind the scenes, but it's starting to look kind of reminiscent of when I used to see uh, Aaron Rodgers 
and Mike McCarthy would say something, he'd just walk right past him. He wouldn't say a word or he'd look at him and give him kind of a half-assed answer as he walks past him, like, you know, whatever, you know. That's the kind of perception outwardly that's starting to be portrayed by this Packers team and by the quarterback and the head coach. And the head coach looks lost. He he just throws his hands in here like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And you can talk about Sammy Watkins. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. He tries really hard, but, you know, I, I don't know if the Mensa meeting missed his house or what, but it, it, when you have outside or inside pressure, you take it outside, which is clearly where the pass went, and still he fights through the inside pressure and then throws his hands in here like, what? If you don't know, I know that, for God's sakes. If you don't know that, then I, then I have no idea what you're doing. I think he's starting That's from the wrong playbook. I think he's still got the uh, Ravens playbook. I, I just I I I just I, I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um so I'm just like at a kind of a loss today. Everybody's kind of anticipating some kind of massive rant. My rant yesterday was at the beginning of the postgame show. It went for twenty minutes. So yesterday was the rant because it was the emotion, it was the anger. I've sat I've sat here today and I woke up this morning and I just thought, season's over. There is no hope of postseason. People found during COVID, people found other things to do. People are going to do other things. Getting tickets to Lambeau Field, going to be easy. Getting tickets to close by games, like when Minnesota comes to town, Minnesota fans are going to eat those tickets up. Uh, well, they, they go to Chicago, so chances are Chicago tickets are going to be at a premium because now Chicago has a real belief. Can you imagine what that game's going to be like when Rodgers comes out of the tunnel and after they lose in Chicago, because Chicago's going to beat them, after they lose in Chicago, and Chase Claypool scores once or twice on them, the guy that they should have gone out and gotten or another receiver of same ilk, and then Rodgers can't do the I still own you belt. Can you imagine what it's going to be like for Rodgers every time he has a bad play, a misstep, a bad snap, an interception of any kind? It is going to be awful inside Soldier Field. Awful, without a doubt. So I just I'm trying to think of a game that they would even be favored in, and there's not a game on the docket that's left. They're going to get a. Do you think if they lose 42 to 10 on Sunday against Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys, that would be very reminiscent of Brett Bielema walking back into Camp Randall, <laughs> whooping Paul Christ's ass to leave him jobless the next day? Well, I mean, it's it's so similar, but I don't know if you know the head coach is getting fired. So, someone there has to be something. There has to be some kind of calling. Like something has to happen to do a spark or show to the fan base that you know they're serious about something. I don't know what it is, but if, when, not if. When Mike McCarthy and the boys come and tune up the Packers, something needs to mm-hmm. happen. I, and here's the problem, is that yesterday, <laughs> for as dumb as this sounds, you can't blame Joe Barry. You, you can't blame Joe Barry. Now, Darnell Savage went the wrong way on the touchdown pass. I understand that. But you can't blame Joe Barry. They gave up 15 points. 15 points. That's it. You can't blame Joe Barry for that. I, I, what do you do? This this team just sucks in all facets. But the defense at least was better with adversity, with losing Rashawn Gary and company. I mean, the Packers are only giving up 20.9 points per game after yesterday. 20.9. They're trending in the right direction. They're going down as the season moves on. 20.9. That puts you in the top half of the National Football League. The Detroit Lions are giving up 29.3 points per game. 
They are dead last in the NFL. They suck. I mean, like swamp water through a garden hose, and you put up nine points. What's what's going on faster, the defense point wise or the offense? They can't they can't do anything. And you know no, what I think no, is funny that's, too. That's even worse. Is is uh, like yeah, they're going to try and switch things up. They put Adam Stenovich, who's usually on the sidelines, up in the box this game. It's like, right. oh my god, right. Oh, they are seventh worst in the National Football League, averaging a whopping 17.1 points per game. They fell an entire point in this game after this game. They went from 18.1 to 17.1 points per game. I I just, and if I'm Mike McCarthy, the way things went down, getting fired still in the midst of the season and such, uh, you better believe somebody just said, well, Mike McCarthy, run it up. Are you kidding me? Mike McCarthy will take that red-hot poker and stick it as far up the rear end of the Green Bay Packers as he can possibly shove it. Oh, God, yes. If they can come in here and put an emphatic stand, especially after the whole Des Bryant non-catch thing from years gone by, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. If they get a chance to run it up, uh, you've got both Pollard and Elliott. Now no Rashawn Gary. Your defensive front is not any better. They're going to run the football madly. Madly. Madly as much as you possibly can. Now, you better hope they run the football on at least that at that point in time will lower the scoring rather than just making it some kind of a passing track meet. But, oh, my God. I would take uh, the Cowboys in the over in this game just because. And I yeah, am I, like, out, outside of the box of any other Packers fan thought process out there? And it doesn't – here's the other thing. Let me say this for a second. I know I'm woefully late, and I don't give a damn. But – because you're pissed off and because you look at things in reality does not make you not a Packers fan. Because I get so many people that get pissed off to say, oh, come on, you got to support them. I support them. I, there is nothing more in this world than myself, than Ebo. Uh, first of all, anybody in this business wants more than anything is a team that wins. A team that wins business-wise is good for business, first and foremost, okay? That's number one. But number two is a, I grew up a Packers fan. I've told this story a million times. My parents were huge Bart Starr fans. I grew up with Lombardi quotes all over my house. Hell yes, I want to see the Packers win. But I also look at it as a realist, and I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. This team sucks. Matt LaFleur this year sucks. This year, Aaron Rodgers sucks. Was it all Devontae Adams? It had to have been, right? Because Aaron Rodgers can throw anybody open. Everything's going to be better. The personnel is better. The defense is better. Joe Barry is more smart than he's ever been before. Am I not right? It had to be Devontae Adams. This thing, this whole thing has just completely come off the rails. Completely. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Hang in there. Got a lot more to get to on a very fiery Monday. Stay tuned. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continues on on this Monday, November 7th. The clocks have been fast uh, forwarded backwards, if that's such a thing. And uh, you're gonna, it's going to be dark in about a half an hour, so we better get through the program relatively quick. Uh, good to have you on board. Um, got a lot of people chiming in today over in the Bud Light live stream, and uh, I, I appreciate it. For everybody with what they've questions and such, uh, this one's from Bruce. This is Aaron Rodgers. Could have Devontae here, but it wouldn't matter. He's hardly had an uncontested throw all season long. You still have to put the ball where the receiver can catch it. And I agree with you again, Bill. Don't say I'm not a Packer fan uh, for criticizing a really blank Packers team. Uh, I, I say blank because I cannot use that particular word over the air. Um. <laughs> Will says, I'm Mike McCarthy. I'm a highly successful NFL coach. I would agree with that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Corinne says, did you see that TJ Lang said on the Detroit Lions radio network that he's never seen Aaron Rodgers this mad? Well, I guess not. It was his worst game that I've ever seen him play. He He played poorly. He threw poorly. His footwork was bad. He's got happy feet because he's gotten his ass beat all season long. The offensive line again, David Bakhtiari in, then out, then in. They can't play an entire game, but yet he becomes a receiver for whatever reason. Uh, there's going to be – this team's going to look different next year. And I'll say one thing, and, and, and E.B., I get it. He says, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the guy that came back and gave more money back to the team, $28 million. Look, I get the contract situation, okay? I understand that. And people are going after it today and say, well, Aaron Rodgers did that. He did, he restructured because he had to. Okay? Don't act like Aaron Rodgers gave you some kind of a team discount. Right? Because he didn't. What he did was he gave you a restructure. And that's what he should have done. Had he, this season, he took a three-year contract extension for $151 million. Next year, his cap hit's only going to be 31. In 2024, it's going to be 40. Then it's going to be 60 million in 2025 and 54 million close to in 2026. Okay? So basically, it's a three year deal. So you got this year, next year, and the year after, and then you can pretty much part ways with him if you choose to do so. You can do it actually after next year. Next year, you, he'll be back next year because the cash buyout is 50 59 million dollars next year. He's got 59 million reasons to come back. With all the money that's going to be put into signing bonus and option bonus and all that kind of stuff and then the cap. But if you he's if he walks away, it's like close to 60 million dollars that you're going to owe that guy. And you you can't so you know he's back next year. After that, his cap hit would be forty million, but yet the dead cap money would be twenty four. So in essence, you would gain sixteen million dollars. So after the twenty twenty three season is when it becomes possible if you decide, okay, look, we don't want to do this anymore. You go in that direction. That's when you can buy him out. But he's back next year, and if he decides to retire next year, you're screwed. I mean, the team is screwed because they got sixty million. They got to pay him right damn now because of the guaranteed money. So you look at this year and you go, it's a wash. You're done. It's over. Now you start looking towards next year and the money that you're going to have to get rid of. And Bakhtiari, gone. I'm sorry. 
I know he's a fan favorite. My ass, though, it doesn't matter anymore. He's done after this year. You're going to gain $6 million in salary cap space. He, he's got a salary cap hit next year of close to $30 million as an offensive lineman. No way you're going to gain $6 million. You take it and you run. Talk to you later, Dave. I mean, he's been a tremendous offensive lineman, but this whole comeback from the knee issue, awful. Awful. It just hasn't worked out. Preston Smith will be here. Preston Smith is going to be here. He's one of your higher-paid guys going into next season. Kenny Clark. Uh, Dean Lowry's contract, for what he is, after this year, gone. Talk to you later. If you re-sign Dean Lowry because he's your best option, you're in trouble. You know, you got a guy in the back, defensive backfield. I like Adrian Amos. I really do. Uh, you got to figure out what you're going to do with him. But I like him as a kind of a calming influence. Jair just signed. Aaron Jones is going to be a question mark next year uh, because going into next season, you're going to owe him $20 million as a cap hit, whereas you buy him out for only nine, which means you gain $11 million in cap space. Unless you rework that and keep that keep him here, most likely he would be gone. So you lose that weapon. But I, I would assume you're going to keep him around. Rashawn Gary, you still have. Mason Crosby's probably going to be gone. Elton Jenkins, you got to figure out. Mercedes Lewis probably going to be gone. Devondre Campbell going to be here, and then it kind of goes down from there. But you you got you got to figure out what you're going to do with this team and what direction you're going to go. And I I also think at some point you really got to think serious about getting into the free agent market and not with some of these retread craptastic people. You got to find some people that you can go out and pay and say, you know what, we're in, we're in on this. And you got to, if indeed Jordan loves your guy, you got to stock the cupboard for him too. Otherwise, you're going to have a severe drop off after Aaron Rodgers leaves, and you don't want that either. Either. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to a Bruce. Bruce, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Man, did I just not hear you say that? Uh, sounds to me like you over there going for the Cowboys, man. I'm not going for the Cowboys. I'm just looking at reality. Or do you do you think there's any chance in hell the Packers win that game next Sunday? Hell no. Right. No, no, not a ch- Come on, that lost right? five in a row. Right. I will. I will be shocked if they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Man, come on. Yep. How you gonna how you gonna score under twenty points for the last what two games, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Eh, look, I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. Can't you give the young guy a shot? I mean if Aaron Rodgers ain't doing nothing, like you said, he's always in shot he's always in shotgun. He's either overthrows or underthrows or he's just trying to scramble. He's trying to make a play. The man is not no Brent Favre. Um, well, the problem with Rodgers is, is that, uh, you know, one, we can, we can, well, we can look at the offensive line and say how bad that's been when we thought it would be a lot better. Rodgers is clearly off. He doesn't trust anybody, which I, I find it interesting that all these other quarterbacks can go out and start throwing to new guys, but Rodgers has to develop some three-year responsibility with these guys, and yet he doesn't want to show up in preseason to do anything and wants to put all the responsibility on the coaches and on Randall Cobb. I, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, you can pretty much stack all the cinder blocks up to build the wall to say, here's the wall that was going to prevent you from having success. Not one individual thing makes that big of a difference, but when you stack them all up, psh, piss away your season. 
right? Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm ready. I look. I'm ready to. I'm ready to cut Rogers loose, man. How much? We need to ask the Packer fans this: How much more can you take up of uh, Rogers? How much more? He he seems like he doesn't want to he doesn't want to uh, own up to uh, his mistakes. But you want to blame everybody else? Man, well, on, he man. did say yesterday that he played. Uh, I'll say poorly would be the adjective that I would use because he used a different one that I can't but use on the air. But he, all the time, man. He said he comes to the podium with different excuses, man. How much more you got to give the man? Come on, I, seriously. I, I, well, let me, Bruce, about, Bruce, Bruce let me let me ask you this, Bruce. What do you want to hear him say at the podium? You know what? I just want the truth. Quit the quit. I just, I just want the truth. You know, he's happy or he's not. He don't look happy. No, nobody nobody's happy when you're getting your ass kicked like that in embarrassing fashion. He, he, he does not. He does not look happy. And look, okay, he's never lost five games in a row. He's never done that. Okay, so this is probably new. Nobody likes to lose, but I'm sorry. If you can pay all this money, and your general manager is not going to get your help, why play? Why? Why? I don't know, man. It's just it is what it is. But he. Yeah. It, it's the truth. If he don't want to, if he's not playing with heart, then why are you playing for the Packers? Yeah, I, Bruce, I appreciate it, man. I got to run. I got to go to a break. But uh, just uh, breaking news, the Colts have fired their head coach. Frank Reich is now out, per Adam Schefter, numerous sources, including Dan Dockich down in Indianapolis, all confirming Frank Reich has been fired by the Indianapolis Colts. The head coach of the Colts is out. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. If you're going to be heading over to see the undefeated Milwaukee Bucks, Anytime soon, take the shuttles to and from the game down to the Pfizer from Stenny, second in National Walkers Point, Milwaukee's best sports bar. Also, your NHL bar as well, catching all the college hoops on top of that. And uh, they run shuttles to damn near everything. So uh, stop over and see our friends over at Stenny, second in National Walkers Point in Milwaukee. 877 867 1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy Mike listening to us in Whitewater. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, Billy. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. I feel, uh, you know, depressed that the season's pretty much over, but beyond that, I'm okay. I'm living life. Yeah, I got tickets for Sunday night. I don't know, buddy. But but here's my, my, my the reason I'm calling is the GOAT does it again. Less than a minute, no timeouts, and takes them down for the winning touchdown. And we've got two timeouts, and we throw four into the end zone instead of uh, – short passes like uh, Brady did to get them mm-hmm. close. We seem like you said, and you got that running game. We didn't use them again from the one. Yeah, uh, 
Aaron Jones went down with that ankle injury, and then he was in a walking boot leaving the stadium yesterday. So we haven't gotten a status update on him yet. But yeah, you don't uh, you don't run AJ Dillon at all in fourth and short, and I. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've given up trying to figure out the play calling because it's 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 crap to begin with. And you don't have, you know, Rodgers doesn't have the same set of weapons. He doesn't have the same ability to just look at a matchup and go, okay, that's going to win because nobody's winning consistently. So I don't know. Well, you know that the play to Bakhtiari would have worked if he ain't leaning backwards and running to the right. He was open and he, you know, short throws it. Is it the thumb? You know, is it uh, I don't know. That yeah, uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, some some want to make it out to be the thumb. I don't know if it's a legitimate excuse or if it's just making an excuse. Uh, that that's a great question, Mike. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers throw so many wobbly balls in all my day. I'll tell you that. He hits the guy in in the helmet on the first one, then he yeah. throws it short. It's intercepted when he's got Bakhtiari wide open in the end zone. Um, and like you said, I don't know, LaFleur uh, said last night, the question is, is, it, is he riding the coattail of, you know, Rodgers all these years? The play calling sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't know what to do. I'm sure you'll be up there Sunday night. I may give you a call. All right, buddy. Be good. We'll see you up there. Uh, there you go. That's our buddy Mike in Whitewater listening to the program. Uh, you know what? It's there's a couple of different uh, breakdowns. I, uh, somebody just asked me. Beard just said, uh, "Do you think Rodgers is just tanking the season?" I can't imagine it. I know that Andy Herman. Um, I, I think he just put it out a little while. I think I saw it fly by on Twitter, and I'm not positive. So, um, pardon me for this, but he had posted a video. And you know what? There it is. I'll retweet it right now. He posted a video. Rodgers clearly looks at an open wide receiver and a hole in which to throw the ball and then turns and throws it out of bounds. And it's it's like you can't be – Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy. You can't be this stupid. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I I don't know what else to say. I don't have ans- I wish I had some. I wish I had deep philosophical answers to be able to say. You know what? This is what's going on. I just can't put my finger on it. It's like there's just something innately wrong. It's either the quarterback has gone off the reservation to where he is no longer even on our property. He is just way, way, way out there and has this own little kingdom to himself to where he believes only the worthy are allowed in the inner sanctum. And if you're not part of the inner sanctum, you're never going to be respected or something. I, I have no idea. Or the head coach is trying to outthink himself, or the personnel was just by both myself and everybody else completely overestimated on this team. I, I, don't, know where, I don't know where to put it. I, 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 you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to go. I just retweeted it. Yeah, it's out there. Andy, uh, Andy Herman of the Packaday Podcast. It, it is a really good illustration. It is a video, a slowed down video, of Rogers looking at a wide receiver, looking at an open hole, wide open field. All he's got to do is wing it down the middle with a good pocket around him. 
he turns and then throws the ball out of bounds. And it it just it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. Our buddy Matt Mitchell uh, is going to be joining us. We're going to talk a little betting. We're going to come back. Uh, what not to bet on this coming weekend? I'll tell you that right damn now. Stay tuned. Hey, the Milwaukee Admirals back on the ice. And if you want to go see them, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Questing towards a Calder Cup later this year. And hopefully they get deeper into the postseason as they continue to win. Good stuff from our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Back with Matt Mitchell coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Lions 15-9 here at Ford Field. One week after firing his defensive backs coach, the Lions' Dan Campbell awarded the game ball to his defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. I'm proud of them. I just gave the game ball to AG. It's a hell of a job, man. Coaches his heart out. He put everything into it as he always does, and those guys responded. We knew we needed takeaways today. A minimum of two is what we talked about. Kirby Joseph came up big. Hutch got one. We were in the fight, and that's all you can ask for. We're in it. We're in it. The Packers had as many as eight players have to leave the game with injuries. The most serious, Eric Stokes, getting his knee and ankle twisted in a scene too gruesome for Fox TV to replay. I spoke to Packers defensive back Rasul Douglas. Eight or nine of your teammates had to leave the game with injury. Does that say something of the intensity of today's game? I don't know. That is that or the turf. It's probably a little bit of both. Everybody knew this was a game that we had to win. We should have won. And injuries happen as a part of the game. Yeah, yeah, everybody was fine, full speed. Everybody was trying to get a win. So the Lions improved to two and six. The Packers fall to three and six and host the Cowboys, followed by the Titans on Thursday night football. Green Bay losing five in a row. What's next? Matt Lafleur. We got eight games left. Um, <laughs> we got to take it. We got we got the Dallas Cowboys coming into Lambeau, uh, and certainly they're riding high right now. Playoff caliber team. Uh, they got stars all over the place. So we got to get back to work and, and try to come up with a better plan to put our guys in a better position and go out and battle in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers. I've been counted out many times in uh, my life, as have many of my teammates, and I hope we just dig deep and find a way. From Detroit, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. program. Thanks to our friends at Wabam. W-A-B-A-M. Go to getwabam.com. Getwabam.com. Cleaning supplies, industrial, janitorial, or maybe you're a car person, boat person, motorcycle person, whatever it happens to be, go to get. G-E-T. Getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. We now uh, go to our guy, Matt Mitchell. Oh, oh boy, Uncle Mitch over on Twitter, Action Network. And, uh, Matt, I, I will say, uh, just in the smart of smarts, I took the Lions in that game yesterday against the Packers because the Packers can't get over 20 points pretty much all season long. And I hate to say, because I was hoping they would win, but I hate to say I was right. So that was one of the easy ones. What were some of the games yesterday that surprised people, I guess, or made money for some people in the long run? Very surprising results in New York with the Bills losing outright to the New York Jets. Bills looked bored and a little disinterested a little sloppy and despite that almost pulled the game out at the end but that was certainly a surprising turn of events and another enormous favorite that couldn't get on the board for most of the game 
the Kansas City Chiefs in last night's affair with Tennessee. Malik Willis, the Liberty product, who was the quarterback for Tennessee, I believe he was something like uh, three of six passing in the first half, and it didn't matter. They had an incredible game plan for Kansas City. That cover of 12-and-a-half was never in doubt. They end up losing in overtime, but that was kind of a, a no-sweat cover for the underdog and the uh, trend that's happened all season continues. Scoring is down an enormous amount throughout the NFL. Games are 80 and 55, 59% to the under. They went 8 and 4 this week. Incredible lack of scoring across the league this year. The uh, the Ravens are on the road tonight. Ravens one and a half point favorites. That seems almost odd for them going into New Orleans and I don't think New Orleans New Orleans sitting at three and five in a season New Orleans not that good of a football team is 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 that almost a no-brainer to take the Ravens to get a win on the road and win by two or more I gotta I gotta tell you Bill it looks like a trap and it smells like a trap feels very obvious and under those circumstances I would typically try to you know zag when others are thinking but I want the better coach John Harbaugh I want the better quarterback Lamar Jackson. I want the better team in the first half. The Ravens are one of the best teams in the first half, historically under John Harbaugh of all time. Uh, it's probably going to be a lower scoring affair. Uh, teams off extended rest, which is both of these teams, 60 and 37 to the under. So in a low scoring affair, I think I also like Baltimore in a game like that with a quarterback who can you know, make more things happen. I don't care if it's fishy. I think if you're going to watch this game and enjoy it, I don't know why you don't take Baltimore in this one. One of the early ones coming out was the uh, the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. Now, granted, it's going to Germany. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came out as two-point favorites early on in this one. Is that, like, still nobody really having a lot of faith in what the Seahawks are doing? I took the uh, I took the Seahawks at 11-1 to to make the playoffs, I think, after week two. So I'm a... Uh, huge Seahawks fan every time they win every time they win I I applaud in my here in my basement but I I think you're right you're seeing a team that's the the preseason perspective on this team the expectation was truly one of the five worst teams in the league they are on fire they're gritty Geno Smith of all people getting it done Pete Carroll definitely winning the is it Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson which one of these is is a genius which one of these guys is special Russell Wilson, you know, Feldman Louising off a cliff right now. And mm-hmm. Pete Carroll has this team soaring. The Lions seems fishy, but Tampa can't score. They can't score at all. They look totally listless. I think Seattle is the is the team to back, and I think the number reflects that. And uh, the Cowboys coming off of a bye, probably sitting back in the Mike McCarthy Revenge Bowl coming up next weekend at Lambeau. Dallas comes in as a five-point favorite. I almost think that's a little bit under what you would bet the way the Packers can't score more than 17, 18 points per game and the way the Cowboys won with Micah Parsons can get after the quarterback and two, they can run the ball and the Packers are terrible against the run. I, I get a sense that this game is going to be far wider a margin by the time it's all said and done than a five point spread. Yeah. A lot of people thought the bears would keep it close versus Dallas and Dallas took them to the woodshed. Their defense is legitimate. And in the McCarthy Bowl, I, you know, going into the year, you'd think, oh, this is a huge game for Green Bay. They'll get up for this. Lambeau will be wild and rocking. They are a corpse right now. And being able to get Dallas under a touchdown, ugh, yeah, it's, it's either a stay away or Dallas because I don't, 
I don't know how Green Bay can put enough on the board to stay in there. We're going to talk more on Friday as the week goes on and we get more uh, injury updates. But, man, good stuff as always, and we'll go over it all again on Friday afternoon, okay? Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, Matt. Matt, there you go. Matt Mitchell, old boy Uncle Mitch over on Twitter. You can follow him on the Action Network. This portion of the program brought to you. You have the opportunity to win one of two loaded Chevy Tahoes. All month long. In the month of November, go to PaceBig.com. PaceBig.com for all the information down in Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. One hour down, three yet to go. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up. It's coming up right after this. Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.